0: Hello, everyone. It's another Thursday night, and it's the lovely Giselle looking very glamorous. Yeah. <laughs> um, from Pearls of Grace and Ministries in Shimra. And um, we've got the riotous Ngum with us. She is, if you've been following us now for the 18 months to two years we've been doing this, you know, you know which ones on this chat are the ones to watch out for. I think
1: i for one. <laughs> Can you just call me the very holy one, halo around
2: my head. Can you see it? No, so it's a rusty halo. Come on. Mm, yes, yes. I like very that rusty. rusty one. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's um, like Jesus can polish your rusty halos, ladies. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so this week we did say, I think a couple of months ago, that we're going to try to do um two of our women of the Bible um a month. So we're going to kick that off this month. And say so this week we're going to do a woman of the Bible from our Women of the Bible series, and drum roll, please, ladies. We have entered the letter C. So we've yeah. done <laughs> women in the Bible that whose names start with A and all of them whose names start with B. And now we've entered C, and um our women, the first women of C that we're looking at this week. Um, are called Caiaphas' servants' girls. Caiaphas' servants' girls. Say from our um, study guide, the scripture reference is from Matthew 26, um, 69 to 71, Mark 14, 66 to 69, Luke 22, 56 to 60. So I'll read their role in scripture. The night before the crucifixion, the soldiers took Jesus to the house of Caiaphas, the high priest. While Jesus was being interrogated inside, Peter remained out in the courtyard, trying to be inconspicuous, as, trying to be as inconspicuous as possible. One of the servant girls of the high priest confronted Peter, saying, You also were with Jesus of Galilee. The reference to that is Matthew 26, verse 69. Peter loudly denied any connection with Jesus, and the girl went away. Later, the first girl returned, as seen in Mark, as seen in Mark fourteen sixty nine, or another girl, possibly um, as seen in Matthew twenty six seventy one, approached him, and questioned Peter again. The third questioner was apparently a man, as seen in John eighteen twenty six. Each time. Peter swore that he had nothing to do with Jesus of Nazareth. Typically, we focus our attention on Peter and his denials. But here we're concerned with the servant girls. They were women of especially low status with no claim to authority. Yet they took pride in being in the high priest's household. That they were slaves was less important than that they were his slaves. They not only took pride in being members of the high priest's household, they also identified themselves with him. Jesus was their master's enemy, so he was their enemy as well. Even those slaves, they felt bold enough to confront a man whom they thought might be their master's enemy. Do you want to read the second part? An example for today. Okay, so it says the servant
1: girls seven girls slaves of jerusalem's high priest have a lesson to teach us we too are slaves slaves of jesus christ see romans 1 verse 1 as jesus's bond servants we take pride in being members of our god's household our true identity is rooted in our relationship with him not in who we are in ourselves we are to identify with our lord and with his purposes we are to value what he values, love those whom he loves, and reject everything that he rejects. We are to struggle against every evil he condemns, seek to be right, seek to right everything he sees wrong, and take a stand against all that he labels sin. We are to be bold in the power of His name, remembering that when we are weak, he is strong. We are to react resolutely. Confident of his empowerment, aware that God is at work in us to do His good will. So that is it. For, wow! the um, seven girls.
0: I mean, this is an interesting, an interesting story, isn't it? Um, like you quite rightly says, we've we always focus on Peter, and we almost kind of forget. Mm. Um, well, we don't really mention these two servant girls. Yeah, um, I only knew one actually. I didn't mm, realize there was two. I didn't realize I, there were two either. Yeah, um, I only so the first that's one. quite interesting. I mean, the, the book makes a good point as to their level of boldness. I completely never even thought of that before. But Shizal, right. what do you think of what do you think of their as they call it now their brass of this girls? Yeah, <laughs> bold as brass.
2: Wow, we should take a leaf out of their book. Mm. Seriously, mm. because you, know, this isn't a day when women were nothing but property, mm. and they have taken stepped out in this bit of boldness. And it's like a lot of women of of, of the Old Testament, even like look at uh, Abigail and uh, mm. uh, Yael and things like that, how they stood out and went out in boldness and did great things. Mm. And again, yeah. So yet again, God has used women.
1: Mm. I wonder why mm. they did it though. Was it just like that? The air that day, everyone was just anti Jesus, and they were joining mm. the crowd.
0: Interesting. I'm just, I'm just, you know, why? Why did it even matter to them?
1: You know.
0: Well, they knew who Jesus was, probably. You see, for me, I think that's the striking thing. Yeah, they knew who he was. I think you know, he Jesus is obviously. I mean, I'm, like I said, I've never really paid much attention to to these. Mm girls before but reading it again just now it actually strikes me that they must have known a lot about Jesus not only know Jesus but know people that were with Jesus
1: they would have known yeah because I mean being servants of the high priest right they probably heard conversations in the house and you know
0: what people were saying in town but I I know but it's like if you think about it it's like they they not only know jesus but they know the 12 you know mm-hmm. it's like you don't you yeah, know they wouldn't know the rock star they would have known yeah
1: you All know he, parallels so, <laughs> the people that he rolls with but i think it i would never thought the way they analyze it here is really good because they said they identify because mm. okay it's one thing right your master may not like somebody but you may actually secretly like them and be like mm. okay because they could have also easily tried to help. Help, mm-hmm. help Peter and the Lord instead. So, mm. like, <laughs> they must have been very faithful to this guy. Mm. But even then, it just, I don't know, maybe it's just the use of the word slave, but I'm just like, a high priest with a slave? <laughs> that kind of sounds weird. I don't know. Maybe mm. it's me in modern era. It's like hearing that a pastor has a slave. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think it's just my <laughs> modern mind. Mm. I think it's my yeah, modern Giselle, mind. Go ahead.
2: Well, I don't see it as being strange that a high priest had. A slave or slaves? Mm. Oh, really? um, no, I don't. Because in the era we're talking about, it was, it was the done thing, wasn't it? And what, whether they're called slaves or whatnot, I I don't know. But because um, again, remember that if their family couldn't look after them, they were generally sold on to other people who could look mm. after them and give them mm. so. Mm. so Yeah, maybe I thought he was doing good by having them giving them a roof over their head.
1: Yeah, I suppose it depends more how they were treated rather than the actual terminology, because I think I'm looking at it with a modern mind. So Mm -hmm. maybe, I mean, this is just maybe he was nice to them. And that's why they felt so, you know, identified with him so strongly to even treat his quote and unquote enemy as their enemy, because I'm thinking. Mm Even Nicodemus, right, who was a Pharisee, a lot of his mm. colleagues didn't like Jesus, but he chose to be different. Mm. So they could have thought, okay, well, our master doesn't like this guy, but deep down he's cool.
0: Mm. But what's interesting thing. though is it's that whole thing of even though they were seeking mm. to do harm, God used it for good to fulfill Jesus' spoken word. Because hadn't Jesus mm. already told Peter that before Peter. the cop he yeah. would have denied me three times. Say. So, even though this these girls were seeking to call peter out um Mm -hmm. god was working in the background by using their actions to fulfill what jesus had already said peter was going to do so you know it's it's comforting in a way to know that even our quote unquote enemies god can use our quote unquote enemies to fulfill his spoken word in our life to fulfill his desires you know, in our lives and say, um, that should give us comfort. We shouldn't be downtrodden by the fact that, you know, and I'm going to use this word very loosely, that we have haters.
1: Haters Um, don't hate. (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know what, this is going to sound like a joke, but I think some Pentecostals actually understand this very well. (laughs) We hear some prayer points, man. Mm. Like, I don't know, satisfy me in front of my enemies. Yeah. My see me. So I know sometimes it's said very emotionally or whatever, but I think it's just, it's what you said to Sido- mm. me, it's true. we got, you know, things that can look really bad because just mm. as you were saying that, Sido- I thought, okay, P- this is Peter who had said, I would never deny you, right?
0: Mm. And when that
1: situation happened, as much as Peter cried, right? Because it was like, oh my mm. goodness, this is what I said I would never do. I think in a way, and this is maybe just me thinking, but I feel like in a way, it helped build his faith more because it's like, mm-hmm. yes, Jesus was right,
2: mm-hmm. you know, and that mm-hmm. may
1: have helped him to be more, to, re- to be more penitent because you see like he, he really wants to do the right thing after that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it also helped to build his faith in a bizarre kind of way.
0: Mm-hmm. And you're right, you know, because I think for me with Peter, what strikes me with Peter is the. Depth of his repentance whenever I yeah. read the story what the every every time I walk away with just being amazed at the depth of Peter's yeah. repentance and his sorrow um because he cried like he literally yeah. like you know what I mean and it's that whole thing of yeah. and, and you won't know how far you can fall until you've yes. convinced yourself you've that you are yes. so high mm-hmm. yep. and there's that thing about if you set yourself up on the pedestal to do things by mm. your own might and your own power mm. you can fall so low and you and you don't know how low you can fall until yeah. you set yourself up so high and I think that's what happened with Peter yeah. because you when you're think... really down there yeah. then you realize that actually i am a wretched sinner like really and truly left to my own devices i will rebel against god every given opportunity that i get but for the grace of god i am safe but for the grace of god i i have received mercy instead of punishment um yeah and i think peter really echoes that Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting that they use these two girls to bring out that depth of yeah. peter's um penitence or repentance even um say so, I mean the other thing that the book talks here, talks about here is <laughs> that you ladies have mentioned is the like the depth of these women's loyalty to Caiaphas right um, it's and it's, it's trying to, to to get us to identify with Jesus the way they these girls identified with Caiaphas to the point where they're willing Mm -hmm. to call out Caiaphas' enemies in public. Um, Giselle, what what do you, I mean, what do you make of that parallel that's drawn, the level of loyalty there and and sort of the loyalties that's
2: um, required or demanded of us when we come to know Jesus? I think we could take a leaf out of their book. I really do. Mm. Um, many of us today say yeah we love Jesus yeah we're followers of Jesus but when push comes to shove are they really mm. you know um, we know Peter denied Christ three times and Christ told him that he would deny him before the before the cockroach he would deny him three times mm. um, it seems like again the woman and these young girls, servant girls, mm-hmm. they could have they they could have had all sorts done to them for putting trust, putting faith for Jesus, but mm-hmm. yet they did, mm-hmm. didn't they? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But, so they, as we said before, they have shown an awful lot of bravery in standing mm-hmm. up to it, because all sorts of things could have happened to them. And you, know, they're just not servants of, of, of slaves or whatever of uh, any old priest. But the high priest, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the one, the one who is bent on getting Jesus crucified, and was mm-hmm. absolutely shocked. Isn't he the same one that when Jesus said the, the, uh, the temple would fall and I'll be re- it'll be rebuilt in three days?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he
2: lost it. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he had a pink canary over that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and
0: and he was the one as well who cut the soldier's ear off in in Gethsemane, wasn't he? And um Peter. when the, Yes. It yeah. was it, it was Simon Peter when they came to arrest Jesus. Um yes. and he drew his sword out and cut. Yeah. I mean it it his memory theme. fails so me but <laughs> What do you mean you're ready to die for this man,
1: right? And the next oh. minute you're like, that's so weird though, because like Peter was ready to do violence for Jesus' sake. And then mm. maybe it's because he didn't realise how deep this thing was going to go, right? <laughs> And then when the truth of me hit him, he was like, whoa, <laughs> what did mm. I let myself into?
0: But that's... that's that's um, Peter's experience is the human experience. You very know? much um, so. That is a, a, a big reason why I have a very... Soft spots for the persecuted church because people that will stand for the gospel in the face of death, yes, yet still stand strong for the gospel. I mean, I've never been in that position, Mm -hmm. and I don't know how I would react, but I pray that if I were ever to find myself in that position, I would stand on the gospel. But you know, you just never know. Um, but the persecuted church, and I know Giselle's got a, a really big heart for this as well. Um, you know, yeah. it is something that we are very passionate about because mm-hmm. there's something about the human condition where when your life is in danger, mm. it's very easy to switch alliances, yeah. When faced with a threat of life, it's very easy. And so, when we hear with our brothers and sisters across the world, um, that mm-hmm. are persecuted for the sake of the gospel yet they mm. stand strong on the gospel yeah. yet mm. they forge forward with the message of the gospel yes. we should pray for those in the oh, yes, they deserve church. it
2: Amen. all over the
0: world all over the world um you know in countries that we don't even think about sometimes you know we think mm. of the obvious ones but you know there are other countries and um, what we'll do is we will put up after the show tonight, a couple of links of charities um, Mm -hmm. that we support personally um, for Christians of the persecuted church around the world. Um, And please feel free to support them in cash, in kind, and especially with prayer. Um, Because, you know, Peter's Peter's role here just really brings it back as to Mm. when people are persecuted, it's so easy to go, Mm. I don't know Jesus. Spare my
2: life. You know, I don't know. Who are
0: you talking about? Jesus, who's that? I've never seen the four walls of a church. Yeah. Um yeah. And, and, and it's just that reminder, isn't it? For us as well, personally, that, you know, when faced with death, we should never deny Jesus. I mean, mm. Peter is so blessed and so fortunate that he has the chance to repent yes. um, before he dies, and he has a chance to go on and do great and wonderful works. In Jesus's name, but for some people, especially in these persecuted places, that's not a choice made. You know, mm-hmm. that's not the case. They they literally, and sometimes, you know, I've heard of stories where even though, even after they've denounced Jesus, they're still killed. Exactly, that's
1: what the worst you see? part, right? Yes, okay, exactly.
0: It will bring me, it will
1: help me stay alive, but then they still kill you. So now you've lost your salvation on this earth and then you're going mm.
2: to hell. Yep. So you might as well just die and go to heaven. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I've told people as well. You, you denounce Jesus, they're going to kill you anyway. Mm. Because mm. they know that if you denounce Jesus, then you're going to go to hell. You're so, going it, to, yeah. so it shows also then that this, these people doing this are working, they're foot soldiers for the enemy. Oh definitely. Mm. And that's and that's it. But you know, I agree with this all wholeheartedly. Pray, 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 pray for the persecuted Christians all over the world, but mm. also pray for the persecutors.
0: Mm. Yes. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Because they could I must see... say I've never done yeah, well, that. So...
2: Well, well they could see light. You know, mm. many, of, many of these people are brought up in a particular faith to hate mm. Christians and mm. they don't know any better. Um mm. Lots and lots and lots and lots of people are coming to know Jesus through signs and wonders and things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, pray for the persecutors as well. Mm. And, That's a really big yeah.
0: encouragement. Thank you for that, Now,
2: Yeah, seriously. Mm. And it's like you, even, it's some, some, well, not sometimes, when, when we hear of murders all over the world, I immediately pray for the victims, the victims' mm. families, and then I pray mm. for the perse- for the, the yeah, the the, the the persecutor, the the, the murderer, and especially mm. their family, because mm. their family's gonna get an awful lot of trouble through doing both mm. of their own. Yes, I remember to pray for No, me. I've never really not thought say about I about extend that, my my
0: grace to the perpetrator that I will do so going forward. No.
1: Yeah. I've never thought about the murderer's family. Because yeah. okay, it's easy to say okay, the murderer he deserves the jail sentence, he deserves whatever. But his family, he, the the stuff that they have to deal with, yeah. right? The shame that is involved, mm-hmm. the you know, and then you still have to find a way to still love this brother of yours who's a killer. Like the the murderer kills more than one person, definitely, mm-hmm. including their own. You mm-hmm. hear some families even having to relocate because they can't yep. bear the shame and mm-hmm. all that. So yeah, these mm-hmm. are, it's
0: really worth thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. I mean, like I said, personally, I haven't really. I've I've prayed for the families on both sides, but not so much the perpetrators. Yeah, this is an admonishment for me to pray for for the perpetrators of these horrible crimes all over the world.
2: Because, because, the perpetrators, we don't know what they've gone through, what's made them how they got to be the way they are. Yeah, and you know, I have to say that. You, no wonder Yeah. their they're, mm-hmm. they're, the grace of God goes us. Mm-hmm. No. You never know how wicked
1: you can be until exactly. you find yourself
2: in exactly. a certain
1: situation.
2: And you now, I'm 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 not getting at anybody for say, for saying it, but sometimes you when the perpetrators say, Oh, they've got what they deserve. That's just mm-hmm. judgmental. And we're not to judge. Mm-hmm. We're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're to show love. So mm-hmm. let's show love for everybody. But mm. you know, the uh, perpetrators, when they're in prison and things like that, they can mm. find Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They can sure. thur- yeah. turn their whole lives I mean, So let's not give have up on that. a very them. good example in the Bible.
1: Like, Paul was a persecutor, right? Oh, can you, you imagine? <laughs> I am very sure that there were some early Christians who were like, God, how, like, you shouldn't have forgiven Paul. Can you mm. imagine, like, if you were a Christian taking, like, a, <laughs> a leaf when they were killing Stephen and Paul mm-hmm. is there gathering everybody's jacket and watching like mm-hmm. you I mean I'm glad that they actually put that part in the New Testament where they initially the Christians were like hmm, they're skeptical mm-hmm. of Paul
2: mm-hmm. they had to be
1: because Paul mm-hmm. was, <laughs> was on another level mm-hmm. so I always look at it like if God can change Paul mm-hmm. that should really be a lesson to us Christians who sometimes think that it's okay to write certain people off
2: Mm -hmm. you know
1: i mean you will hear people say christian or not there are certain crimes that people just think no you should just you know Mm -hmm. if you're a murderer or if you're a rapist Mm -hmm. and and this is by no means saying that these things are light but Mm -hmm. i'm sure if you took a vox pop on the street people even christians will be like a rapist doesn't deserve forgiveness Mm -hmm. the worst one is to be a pedophile like people Mm -hmm. just think that is the unforgivable sin
2: it's mm-hmm. not even about
1: blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So there are some things that are very heinous. Mm-hmm. Let's not lie. To hear that a man has raped his own daughter, like that's mm-hmm. disgusting.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: to think that God still see redemption, sees redemption for that person, mm-hmm. it should encourage mm-hmm. us. It should help help us. Sometimes you can't do it in your own right because I'm not going to lie. I remember like trying to understand how I could bring myself to, to see from the point of view of somebody who is violent towards their partner. Mm. And I think I only learned this because I saw something, I think it was a psychologist. It wasn't even a Christian program, but there's a woman who I think she she works in, she rehabilitates Mm -hmm. people who have, especially men who abuse their partners,
0: Mm. because
1: she was saying that it's it's good to rescue women and all that, but you also have to look at the partners. Why do they even do it? Mm. And I remember initially thinking, what, what, what? But the more I think about it, like Giselle says, some of these people come from brokenness. Mm -hmm. Violence is the Mm -hmm. only thing they've ever known. And if you look at it like that, I guess it's really, like you say, Giselle, sometimes asking God to give you his eyes to see people because in my own strength, I'm not going to lie, it will be hard for me to have sympathy or even empathy. But if you begin to look at those people through God's eyes and see, I don't know, a scared little boy who saw only violence growing up Mm -hmm. or Often people who are sexual abusers were abused
2: themselves. Mm. When you begin to look at it like that, it changes things. It, mm-hmm. it really, it really does. And like as you say, Naomi, left to my own devices, I would say, kill them all. I really yeah. would.
0: Yeah. yeah,
2: seriously, and 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 that is human nature. That that really is. Mm. But if you can, now we're seeing things uh, through God's eyes, and. Yeah. Uh, We were given a second chance. So why can't they be given a second chance? Mm. Exactly. Even if you don't want to give them immediately,
1: Mm. leave it in God's hands, because I feel like some people just feel like, no, I don't want to forgive them. Neither should God. I mean, Mm. I'm sure for many people, and this is why a lot of people struggle with Christianity, because Mm. the kind of forgiveness that Christianity asks of us. It's pretty Mm. radical, right? Mm. When you Mm. look at the story of the the servant who owed his master and then he turns around and asks, most Christians really would, most people, I would say, would not even really see a problem with that. (laughs) When you say to somebody, God expects you to forgive unconditionally, they're like, what? Because (laughs) the first thing they're thinking is, if I forgive unconditionally, people will think I'm weak, Mm. which isn't entirely wrong because the world doesn't really understand what forgiveness is. Yeah, but it takes great strength. Yeah, but it's just that thing to say that for the sake of you being forgiven, how Mm. dare you try to tell Mm. God or Mm. how dare you now try to act like somebody doesn't deserve forgiveness. Yeah, When you have been forgiven, you've asked for forgiveness, you've cried a road on the floor in front of God. And then you're like, no, you did X, Y, and Z to me. I could never forgive you. No, it doesn't work. Mm, mm, mm. It's not easy, but you have to pray for that grace. I'm not going to lie. Some things that people do to you in this world, oh man, mm.
2: yeah, it can
1: make forgiveness very difficult, but that's where you need. Because I personally think that the ability to forgive is really a supernatural thing, mm. at least for me. There are things that I feel like for you, for me personally to forgive, oh, I'm going to need God to get in there. In my <laughs> oh, own yeah. strength, I don't think I could do it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Come yeah. to imagine
1: the person who forgives somebody who has killed their child? Yeah, that, I watched the thing. Yeah, great. there was a thing on a TED talk. I was a TED talk where people confronted people who have killed, like their family members. And mm-hmm. this one, the man it was actually really interesting. I think he was a Muslim immigrant in America, mm-hmm. and somebody shot his son. Mm-hmm. And they came together through this project, and he met the guy, and he, he forgave the guy. He almost even adopted the guy. I sat in my living room watching this. Like, <laughs> where does this level of forgiveness come from? Yeah. yeah
0: yeah it can only come from god i mean and you know we see that with peter as well you know just drawing us back to our our our, um, bible verse we see that with peter jesus still forgives him um jesus asks him three times um, and you know peter do you love me and peter's like you know i love you and peter's peter's so i mean he's his cheek is just <laughs> you, you gotta love the guy he's like, you know I love you and then Please. by the third time he's like yes master but you know lord you know I love you <laughs> yes, so interesting to me about that
1: that text actually is that Jesus does something that I think you know, for me personally I mm. stop short of like this guy has just betrayed you right and then you turn mm. around and give him your legacy I'm like, yeah if I was so that was like I would have been like Jesus. Wait, before you had this thing, let's just come up with a contract. Peter needs to sign all these undertakings because you know I think, and that's where forgiveness and reconciliation. Because you know sometimes you forgive people, right? And it's just like okay, I don't hold anything against you, but just do your thing.
2: I'll do go mine. your
1: way. That, yeah, that's yeah. the way I can. And sometimes it's like that because Jesus uh-huh. let go of Judas, right? Even though he doesn't hit him, but I suppose it's also because Jesus saw the real remorse in Peter that Jesus yeah. is not careless. He would never have entrusted the church in the hands okay. of somebody who couldn't handle it. But I'm mm. always just struck by the fact that, wow, after, because let's face it, most people, you would
0: never trust. No matter Dem- how person that person even try yeah. to prove themselves,
1: yeah. you mm. would
0: just... But also, I think that's also because there's, it, for me personally, anyway, I feel like there's a, there's a, there's a plan for all of us, and there's a purpose for all of us, and the enemy will try and get in there and thwart it whatever way he chooses to. I mean at one point, Jesus actually you know Peter's talk is Jesus, Jesus says, "Get thee behind me, Satan like Satan. you know Jesus recognizes the fact that the enemy is using peter to to try to get in his way and um, so for me personally, I, that speaks to me of a, a grand design and mm-hmm. A, a, a bigger purpose to which we're called that we mustn't let the enemy thwart it um, because the enemy will like you, like you ladies have rightly said the enemy will use always unforgiveness is a way that the enemy uses or oh, a big one for fulfilling our purpose yeah. um and so you know we are made for glorious and wonderful things um we are made to worship god we're made to reflect his glory here on earth in, in whatever way and whatever sphere we find ourselves, mm. reflecting his glory does not necessarily mean standing on a stage with, with lights and the and snow machine and, and smoke machines and, you know, big bands. Oh, That's Jesus. not the only thing. Um, reflecting his glory is not speaking to a crowd of 10,000 or, or 1 million. Mm. That's not reflecting his glory. Reflecting his glory is showing his love in your everyday life so Ooh. that people will know who your father is so that people will know who your creator is because in this text actually it's you know i've like i said at the beginning i've I've always just wondered how do these women know that he is one of the 12 you have got to be either you've followed jesus's ministries or you've watched him speak somewhere to be able to identify one of the 12 because jesus gathered crowds wherever he went Yes. Mm. So for these girls to be actually able to identify one of the twelve, they must have followed them. They must have followed them. Like they must have had some kind of fundamental knowledge. It's not a hearsay affair. They were secret admirers. Yeah, it's not a hearsay of you know. She's. I mean, at one point, the girl. I mean, in 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 the Bible, I think it's it's in Matthew's version, Matthew's Gospel. Um, you know, she says, "Surely you are one of them. Your accent gives you away." she's trying to say you know your accent but how many people would have been from Galilee I mean how many people um but it's also that thing of people should be able to identify who you are from the way you live and the way you speak I mean she mentions his accent here but in verse 75 it says 74 sorry it says Peter begins to call down curses (laughs) and he swore to them I don't know the man, he says. (laughs) He was trying his best to to dissociate himself. Out of this mouth that has been used to associate him to Jesus comes out curses. Same mouth, he's trying to. Very mouth comes out curses. So, you know, I think that we should reflect God's glory in whatever sphere of life and wherever God's put us. Um, It's not about the big, the supernatural. Um, you know, and 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 all of these extravagant things, God's glory is reflected when you love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm, absolutely, God's glory is reflected when you feed the hungry and clothe the poor. Um, when you show someone God's love, then His glory mm. is being reflected. Um, and when you do that with a prayer and a genuine, God bless you that sticks it sticks with people especially people that need to hear the gospel it sticks with them because for, for a lot of people when you get to a certain level it to me anyway to my mind it becomes more more than the physical it becomes psychological it becomes spiritual um you know and and when jesus heals people he always tells them your sins are forgiven Mm
2: -hmm.
0: because Jesus knows that the physical is it's just the tip of the iceberg the real problem Mm -hmm. is the sin problem that we all have we need forgiveness of sins a lot more than we need our legs to walk or our eyes to see our our soul's need salvation A lot more than, you know, our our ability to to see or to touch or to speak Um, and say, you know, I think we should be the sort of people where people see us and by our actions and by the words that we speak, they can identify and go, oh, you're a follower of Jesus and when we get yes. that our response should not be like this
1: <laughs> yeah which sorry to say can be sometimes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you if you look at you know we don't get persecuted like christians um mm. in certain places certainly a christian in the underground church in afghanistan is going through by far worse mm-hmm. than a christian in the uk would be going mm-hmm. through at the moment or the us
2: mm. but
1: it's it's not even really um there is sometimes there's a kind of hostility against Christians, right? And it's not always even a hateful thing. Sometimes it's playful, but I feel like particularly in certain circles where your friends might make fun of you because you're a Christian, let's say particularly if you're a young person and you're not doing the things that they're doing, right? You're not going to certain places. You're not doing certain things because it's for fun. You believe in sexual purity. People can make fun of you for that. Mm-hmm. and especially mm-hmm. if you're a young person or you're dealing with loneliness and you want to be part of a crowd
2: it mm-hmm. can be
1: easy to 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 deny your faith you know mm-hmm. you may not be like Peter and you know the so vehement in the way you deny but just by sort of changing and moving away from your faith mm-hmm. and beginning to change who you are you are denying your faith so those are very subtle ways yeah. for us you know even I think Even now, nowadays, it's difficult sometimes for people to, in certain environments, speak about their faith, right? Mm -hmm. For example, at work, there are times when somebody might say something about Christians and you're a Christian and you just kind of cower in the corner. You don't really want to be identified because you don't want people Mm -hmm. to look at you a certain way. So it's also for us to just be aware of those things. I know Mm -hmm. it's something that I pray for that, okay, Mm -hmm. if somebody came and said, oh, you're a Christian, I would say, yes, you know, I I would defend my faith. Mm. You know, and it doesn't have to. And sometimes it's a good thing because somebody might then think, "Oh, wow! I thought all Christians were judgmental. But you, you're cool." Mm-hmm. You know. And so sometimes, sometimes that, don't always yeah. don't yeah don't always run away from it because mm. somebody can just see you in at work with a prayer book or something, and they're like, "Wow, you're a Christian," because mm. they have an impression of Christians. But mm-hmm. then when they look at you, you don't seem like the stereotype.
0: Yeah, I get that a lot. I get, you know, you can't be Christian. I'm like, why? They're like, because you're normal. I was like, what do you mean I'm normal? What do you think think we're like? You know, I get that a lot, and I think, you know, again, like I said, we are to reflect God's glory. We are to, because when people, I get that a lot, and people like you're normal. I'm like, well, what? What do you think? Like, what image do you have have of Christians? I
1: have to say that I can kind of because. I didn't, I knew Sydney for a very long time, but I didn't make sure I was born again Christian. Of <laughs> course, I would have believed that you were Christian because you grew up in mm-hmm. Cameroon, right? By default, almost. <laughs> we were Christians. Christian, yeah, we grew up in Cameroon. So I would have thought, okay, yes, you grew up in Cameroon, you went to QRC, you're therefore probably Catholic. You know, where mm-hmm. Sydney comes from, your tribe actually have very much, they're very into Catholicism. So mm. it wouldn't have, that would have been okay for me to believe
2: that mm. you're married
1: to a Nigerian, let's face it. So, you know, <laughs> it would have been easy for me to believe, to believe but that. I wouldn't have thought because the impression that I had of many born again Christians as you know <laughs> was not the
0: best Yeah, I just... like a lot of those people mm. <laughs> and this is what I mean you know I, I was having the conversation I know we're, we're running out of time quickly but just because I was having the conversation with a, a, a young girl who is um um of Sikh origin and you know our conversation naturally shifted to religion and she told me about her experiences with Christianity and some of the um, born-again Christians that she's met and um, and some of them were like you know if, if you don't speak in tongues you're not a Christian you haven't been visited by the Holy Spirit and oh. she got invited to a church and they were laying of hands and people were falling no. um, and you know that was a very sort of first introduction to the christian faith and i thought to myself that's wrong because that's put her off and you know we were talking and and she said to me quite openly she said i don't think i want to go to to a church she said i felt really uncomfortable um and i said to her right there and then i said none of what you saw there leads to salvation none of Mm. all of that leads to salvation Um, You know, salvation will come from you. Trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Yes, of course, there's an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, but that's not fundamental to our faith. Our faith is first and foremost about love. It Mm. is because of love that we think Jesus came to die for us. And we're to show Mm. love to people. And she was Excellent. she was confused. She was like, "Oh my goodness, I've never heard
1: Christianity explained in that way." Thing. I <laughs> think also as Christians, we need to be one of the things that I really pray that as a church we learn is is um, wisdom in evangelism, right? So, like what you said, Sidonie it's very possible that all the things that were going on in that church were genuine. Like you said, mm. when the Holy Spirit turns up somewhere, there is no telling what's going to happen.
2: Mm. You know,
1: all the falling and stuff can be genuine, mm. but I think that as a person when you're inviting your friends to church you really need to think you need to kind of know this person's profile know what they can take and what they Mm. can't take and for most people because to be honest the things that happen in these churches are probably not that different from other religions when you go to the depths of them a lot of religions have this kind of mystic side to it you know Mm. whether it's 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 um okay, I'll say the ones that I know, like voodooism or something, right? Mm -hmm. To be honest, if you're just watching to the trained eye, you can see a scene in the voodoo temple that's like something you see in the church, a genuine church. Mm. So I think, but these are things that you you know by learning and going deep in Christ. Mm. So your average person Christian mm-hmm. or Muslim or whatever doesn't see this sort of stuff. Even the average Muslim, they are worship in in the mosque. Theme, right? Mm-hmm. They go down, they come up, and all that stuff. So you need to understand the psychology of somebody when you are trying to bring them into church. Maybe even if your church She's is like that. Week yes so find your find a church which is relatively more con- yes a quiet week or a relatively more conservative quote unquote church right where they can go there and learn the word because like you said the most important thing is to pick up the message of salvation because I remember going to this was a, a charismatic Catholic why <laughs> are you guys laughing I said pick a quiet week if you can invite somebody to church pick a quiet week just <laughs> exactly but in some churches, there won't be a quiet week. You have to go to another church.
2: Yeah, uh-huh, but,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. You have to go to another church because I remember going to a, a Catholic church, which it was a, a charismatic Catholic church, right? I followed mm-hmm. my friend there, and this priest was doing—I don't know if it was a healing service or what. That was the first time I think I—I I didn't fall, but I felt the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Of course, I didn't really believe in that stuff anyway, so I just got up and I mean, this piece has probably touched the pressure point, whatever. I got up and I walked away, right? So, but these are genuine things that happen to people. And because I hadn't, I wasn't schooled in that, I didn't really understand what had happened to me. But if if you're that kind of person who, you know for a lot of people it, it will be the mind first like you said Sydney. love will be the thing that touches you when you go there and you hear a priest preach, preaching about the love of, of christ you hear people's testimonies above all you see how people treat each other yes. in that church mm. how they welcome you then you'll be like wow okay this salvation thing kind of make sense and the mm. more you go once you're in christ then the holy spirit power and all those things will come okay. so it is yeah. and please also christians i'm begging you don't go around telling people that they will go to hell if they don't believe in yeah. jesus yes we know it's true
2: but <laughs> it's not what you say it's how you see because that is a huge turn <laughs> off. but you just does, doesn't that really show to the the old saying that some christians give christianity a bad name yes here it, here it it, it it really is and mm. there's a lovely old hymn by our love, let them know we are Christian. Yes.
0: Yeah. That's it. And, and that's what Jesus says. By your love, let them know you're mine, you know. Yes, and and, and it that's it, you know. And, yep. and yeah, no, it's been a, a wonderful conversation. I, I yes. think we have learned from these girls' loyalty to their master. Um, Mm -hmm. and that we should reflect that in the way we're loyal to to um, our master his Jesus we've learned um, that they were able to identify Peter as one of Jesus's by the way he spoke even though he cursed them (laughs) but you know we've learned that and and that should also help us we've we've also um, learned the humanity of, of of Christianity and the human cost of, of following jesus sometimes and the persecuted church um and again just a quick reminder if you can please um, support any charity and um, we'll put a few links up um, in the in the bio and also in the group for charities that support the persecuted church all over the world um, and if you can pick one country a week pick one country a day um, and pray for the church there mm-hmm. um, and support them in cash in kind and above all with prayer. I'm sure it will go a long way. Um, And we have also learned of um, Peter's deep repentance yeah. when when he realized what he'd done. Yes. Um, And we've also seen that even though these girls were trying to call Peter out, that whole scene was used to fulfill what Jesus had said Peter would do. Mm-hmm. And so in our own lives, even when... You know, we feel like things are not going our way or people are hating us, quote unquote, or we've got enemies. We should always trust that God is sovereign and all things will work together for our good. Because ultimately, with God as our father orchestrating all things, our end is victorious um, because even death has been defeated um, and say there's no way it can go wrong for you <laughs> this side of heaven and also in heaven and um, say so, but yeah it's been a wonderful conversation um Giselle could you pray us out please
2: I will indeed Lord God Almighty our Heavenly Father first of all we give you praise and oh we just thank you for everything that you've done for us and everything you're doing for us mm-hmm. Father God as Sidoni has suggested let each of us Think of a country a day a week and let's lift the people of that country up to you lord and if we do have anything to spare in cash we will as much as we can help those less fortunate than us lord we give you thanks father god for everything that we us three mm, us mm. three little nutter tear are actually mm-hmm. learning through <laughs> yes. these, these talks Mm -hmm. because we do learn and we're still learning lord it doesn't matter how mature we are in our faith
0: Mm -hmm.
2: every day we're learning every day is a learning process Mm -hmm. lord i don't know what else to say other than thank you thank Thank you you for technology Mm -hmm. thank you for for negum and sadoni thank you you for them putting up with me (laughs) and father god I ask for blessings on each and every one of them. And I really am, Lord. I'm asking that you may the Lord bless and keep each and every one of you until we're all back together again next week. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, G. Thank you, G. Thank you, ladies. Thank you,
2: everyone. Thank you. See
0: you
1: next week.